Hello, 49er fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is brought to you by CheckBookEngineering.com. That's CheckBookEngineering.com, all one word. CheckBook Engineering specializes in web-based software. They can quickly deliver customized web presences for you or your company or organization, specializing in software design for C, C++, Java, JavaScript, PHP, MySQL, HTML, etc. Be sure to check out checkbookengineering.com for more information. It has been an extremely exciting week for uh, the 49ers and uh, 49ers Paradise for that matter, so a lot to cover in this week's show. I apologize that the show is slightly late, but I'm uh, in the middle of my exam period and that always makes things a little bit more difficult to get uh, all the information out to you. Um, Like I said, it's been an exciting week for me, mainly because I got a reply to a piece of fan mail I sent to Steve Young earlier in the year, Um, and needless to say, I was ecstatic about that. And I now have it on good authority that Steve Young has visited 49ers Paradise at least once, which is uh, pretty cool when you think about it and really exciting for me. And uh, hopefully all of you see the excitement in it too. And uh, of course, if he happens to be listening now, thank you, Steve, for your letter. And um, I look forward to hopefully maybe one day getting you on this show. That would be out of this world. Um, Related to the actual 49ers Paradise this week, it's also been an extremely busy week. I created a book review section for the first time ever. 49ers Paradise has begun offering book reviews, and we started off with a great book review that's available through the Paradise Press, the forum, or the new book review section, which is available in the resources part of the nav bar. And uh, I reviewed a book by Matt Mayoko, uh, 49ers, Where Have They Gone? An excellent book. And uh, to coincide with this launch, I've also launched a 49ers bookstore, which is available through the 49ers store link on the site. Um, I get a very, very small commission to the tune of about 20 to 40 cents per book sold, so it's not like it's going to be bringing in much cash, but anything that can help bring in some capital for 49ers Paradise is always appreciated, obviously. And uh, so anyone who is interested in buying any books off of Amazon.com, if you actually click in through the 49ers store, there's a bit of a commission that comes for you to 49ers Paradise that way, whether they're 49ers books or not, but certainly 49er books are all the better. So if your plan is to purchase a book online, and your plan is especially to purchase a 49er book online, or 49er book period, it would be greatly appreciated if you make use of the 49ers bookstore, um, because every penny counts, literally, in this case, we are counting pennies, but hey, everything counts. So thank you very much to the people who have already purchased books. We've sold at least two copies since I last checked, and um, certainly that'll help. And as it all builds up, be able to contribute to keeping 49ers Paradise running at its peak level. Other things going on this week involved upgrading the forum to the next version of the software. I'm waiting for a full release. Um, Right now we're in a intermittent release and I'm waiting for the full release to go for right now we're at 1.07 I'm waiting for 1.1 to come out because when it does there will be some great additions um, 
that will make moderating and administrating the site and uh, allowing the corner writers to really make full use of HTML in their articles. So when 1.1 comes out, that'll be something really exciting for the site as well, and uh, it's probably not too far off at this point. The uh, final big change to 49ers Paradise, or big addition to 49ers Paradise this week, is available in the gold panning section of the navigation bar, and it's the all-time score section. This, much like the draft history section of 49ers Paradise, allows you to pick up and scores from every single game the 49ers have ever played, and you can sort them by year, by month, by opponent, by the 49ers score, by the opponent's score. It's really a fantastic piece of... Uh, software that was added to 49ers Paradise, and I really have to thank Jeff, or Servant, as he's more popularly known on the forum, for his contribution and making that possible. So, if you want to know who the 49ers played in, you know, I don't know, let's say 1982, you can go in, check it out, and you can find out who they played, what the scores were, etc., etc. You can go all the way, all the way back throughout history to 1950, even, and, uh, Going all the way back, you can take a look at their wonderful 3-9 and nine season in 1950. So it's really an exciting feature, and I'm, I've been wanting to add something like this to 49ers Paradise for quite some time. And uh, thank you, Jeff, for making that possible. I know I said final, but uh, there is one more. I'm sorry. I don't know how I forgot about this because it's a big one. Um, this year, for the third consecutive year, 49ers Paradise will be delivering real-time draft updates to your cell phone or email address, and the sign-up is now available. You can sign up for the draft, mobile, or email alerts from the main page of 49ers Paradise in the off-season section, from the draft page, or on the forum. And there is a separate sign-up section for draft updates to your cell phone and draft updates to an email address. Now, if your cell phone has an email address that is not listed in the cell phone sign-up page, you can certainly sign up that email address on the regular email address sign-up page and still receive the alerts to your phone. So I can't wait to run this feature again this year. I think it's a great addition for those of you who can't join the 49ers Paradise chat on draft day. And uh, I know it's been appreciated in the past. And so if you want to sign up, if you have any questions about signing up, Go ahead and do so, but if you have any questions, certainly send me an email, and I'll be happy to help you sign up, or if need be, manually sign you up. And that, I promise, is the last update on what's happening on 49ers Paradise for this week's show. Alright, so that brings us, of course, to this week's questions. And a reminder to all of you that you can call in to 49ers Paradise with your questions or email in. If you're emailing, please send questions to podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. If you're calling, there are local numbers throughout the United States. You can get them by clicking on the podcast section on 49ers Paradise. Or if you're just calling from San Fran, the number is 415-354-1083. Press 1 when you're prompted, then dial 1-747-628-7149 and the number sign to be connected to 49ers Paradise, and you can leave a message there with your question. And uh, again, I want to encourage all of you to call in, and uh, then you can hear your voices played on the air. So this week's questions, we have a combination. The first one is a caller who's uh, called in. And I'll play that question for you right now. Brian, this is Eddie, otherwise known as Chinja, on the um, on the forums. Uh, my question is, uh, what's your opinion or uh, or the current status on the um, on the head off 
or I guess head office search, the exec search in the um, for the Niners. I haven't heard any updates lately or any news um, for the f- several weeks, and want to see if uh, you knew anything that to update us or uh, your opinions on what's going on in there. Thanks. So thank you, Eddie, for calling in with your question. Um, my opinion is basically that I don't think the Niners are going to get anyone at this point. Um, for better or worse, I think that uh, it's too late. The draft is around the corner, and the efforts are going to be focused elsewhere. And I don't think it's something that will be ruled out for the future, certainly over the next couple of years, something that the team will continue to look at. But I don't see it happening uh, before the draft for sure. And I would be surprised if it happens at all at this point in the season. One thing that I am quite impressed with is actually Mike Nolan's ability to handle the front office decisions. He's done a pretty good job this season of making sure that the team has stayed on course, signed the appropriate free agents, and not committed to ridiculous deals. He's made calculated risks and so far done a good job. Now, I do think a front office personnel guy who can really make contacts with other teams, who can really make trades happen who really has a keen eye for personnel, would be a huge addition to the team. Somebody like John McVeigh would be a fantastic counterpart to Mike Nolan and his staff. But so far, I think that I've been um, surprisingly happy with how the front office has been run and handled. And uh, I don't think that we'll be able to bring anybody into that position uh, this season, and certainly not until Mike Nolan and John York have their communications straight They both know exactly what they're looking for. And um, so that's basically my take. Right now, I don't see the discussions going anywhere, and I would be surprised if somebody is signed certainly before the draft. There's a chance there'll be somebody coming in before June 1st because there's a bit of a lull period there. But uh, if we don't get anybody by June 1st, I would be absolutely shocked if somebody comes in during training camp. So that's my take. Thank you, Eddie, for calling in. Uh, The next question is from Sadie, who writes in. Sadie is uh, very affectionately known throughout a few 49er communities online. And uh, she asks me, based on an article that I've written this past week, of whether or not Ahmed Plummer really uh, might be brought back to the team. And I I should quantify this, and and I think I did in the article as well, that there is no um, reason to believe right now that the team is bringing him back. They haven't said so. They haven't hinted so in any respect. Um, my inkling simply comes from the fact that he hasn't gotten a single offer or a single offer to be visited from any other team out there right now. And he has a history with the club. So, um, if he does come back to the team and is willing to resign for near veteran minimum and compete for a spot, I do think Mike Nolan will let him come back. Um, yes, he's been in the doghouse uh, for his play last year and his injuries last year, but uh, I don't think it's beyond Mike Nolan. I don't think it's beyond Mike Nolan to look past that if he thinks that Plummer can legitimately help this team. And uh, some of that will certainly depend on who they draft and whether or not they draft a cornerback high, how confident the team is in the newly acquired Sammy Davis, and. Um, whether or not Plummer is actually willing to come back to the team for a veteran minimum or near near that amount salary. Um, I think he's somebody that could certainly come in and add some depth to the team. I think it's something that the 49ers should not close the door on. And uh, I don't think it's something they have closed the door on simply because they've released him or rather not re-signed him. Plummer is a solid cornerback who, when healthy, can contribute to the team 
And um, I think in a depth role, he could certainly be of use to the team. So long story short, there's no indication that the team is currently looking to bring him back. But I would not rule it out. I would not even begin to think that Nolan would rule it out. Because it certainly, if Plummer comes back and is willing to earn a position on the roster, it would likely show Nolan that he's committed to this team and he's committed to making a difference, and probably that he's realized um, that the team has to come first. And so I think it's uh, I think it's a possibility. I don't think the team will rule it out, but certainly the draft indications and uh, what we hear about Sammy Davis in the coming weeks will make a big, big difference as to whether or not Plummer will be back with this team. Um, that being said, and um, with a nice lead-in into the Sammy Davis for Rashawn Woods trade that happened this week, obviously a pretty exciting trade for those of us in 49ers land, um, Rashawn Woods has done basically nothing for the team. So being able to trade him for another former first-round pick in Sammy Davis is probably a good move for the team. And I say that mainly because Woods and Davis both need a change of scenery. And Woods was not in a position where he was going to make a contribution this year. It, he was so far down on the depth charts that he would have had to beat out two, maybe more receivers, just to see the field this year. And um, even if he could have done that, I'm not confident that he could have stayed healthy. And on top of that, I'm not confident that he could even produce at the NFL level. So um, I think the team made a good move in trading Woods. And uh, I don't think it, there was much risk to it. Sure, he could turn out to be a fantastic receiver, but it wasn't going to happen on the 49ers roster. So given that, rather than release him, the team was able to trade him for another former first-round pick in Sammy Davis, a cornerback who will contend for a starting position. And even if he's not a starter, even if he's the fourth cornerback, will at least contribute more than I and obviously the team anticipated Rashawn Woods would. So I think in that respect, it was a good trade. I hope Sammy Davis can really, really flourish into a good cornerback for this team because it would certainly answer a whole lot of questions for the Niners. Um, But this is just another example of what I mean when I said earlier that Mike Nolan has done a really good job running the front office and taking very calculated risks. Um, The upside of Woods at this point was quite minimal. He would have had to beat out certainly battle and you know, Bryant to start, and that probably wasn't going to happen. And on top of that, he's behind Hamilton and Fleck and uh, the newly newly signed Gilmore as well on the depth charts. It just wasn't likely that Woods was actually going to see the field. And even if he did see the field, there's no reason to believe he could actually produce at the NFL level, whereas Sammy Davis is a cornerback. The team needed cornerbacks desperately last year, needs them again desperately this year. Um, he's a guy who might be able to turn his seasons around, and he's at least played and will play for the team. So that's why I think it was a good move for the team. Um, I was a very, very big proponent of Woods when the team drafted him and before the team drafted him. But, uh, you know, that's the way the draft goes. So you win some, you lose some. I think it was a, a very good move to at least get something for Woods, whereas in the past a player like this would have been released and we would have gotten absolutely nothing for him. So hats off to Nolan for making this move happen, and uh, hopefully it'll work out to our benefit, and hopefully Sammy Davis can come in and contribute at corner. I do think he'll contend for a starting spot. I think Rumpf Spencer 
Davis and a guy like Thornton makes a pretty solid top four at cornerback, but certainly a set that could be improved through the draft or possibly a late free agent acquisition after June 1st. Um, but the the signing certainly makes a big difference in terms of whether or not the team has to pursue cornerback in the first round this year and I think now the chance of drafting a guy like Huff has uh, reduced quite significantly. Sammy Davis will no doubt contribute even if he's not going to be starting him or Harris at nickel and the other as a fourth corner could make for a really really solid defensive backfield especially if we can solidify the safety position a little bit better Um, and you know maybe Davis will benefit from Nolan's schemes as well. So certainly it's been a a positive move for the team. Um, All that being said and all that draft talk has uh, reminded me that I should introduce our draft guru once again. And Todd from the forum, or Todd as I prefer to call him, has chimed in with his input on the draft. And uh, here it is. Hey there, fans. This is Todd calling in again to give some insight to the draft. A little more than two weeks left getting closer to D-Day. A lot of rumors are floating around on who the contractors may be, but as I promised last week, let's look at some possible candidates for the second round. Well, it's pretty obvious that who the Niners take with a top pick will impact Nolan like the Niners' second pick. But before we start with the player's name, let's look at some options. The Niners have some animals to move up with D-Day. With the second, two third-rounders, Easily move to mid to late 20 if a player they like falls that far. I could see a scenario like this happening. Let's say, for example, Wimbley or Lawson falls to 25 to 30 range. I could see the Niners making a move to get to one. I could also see them making a jump if one of the top receivers slides down. So, yeah, trading up may look great on paper with this deep of a draft of those being known. Keep it 2 3. Now, on to the possibilities for the Niners' second round pick. It seems many fans are praying to a higher power that wants to flip to the Niners. I think this is very unlikely, with more and more teams moving to the 3 4 and the success of DeMarcus Ware and Sean Merriman last year. Guys like Wimbledon and Lawson will only get far in the first round. I think more likely candidates in the second round to take is Tom Power from UTEP. I could kid a lot, but in a fellow senior bowl, I could work up to the combine. I was able to catch some snips of his play at the NFL Network. They like his style to JP, which if you look at his measurables, the 6'3, 239, and 4540, 4, 4, you can see how they make the same pair. After Howard, people mentioned Bobby Carpenter's name, Les Harold's OSU linebacker. Watch out for this. After playing in the AJ Shadow, he may end up being every bit as good of a linebacker as the former Buckeye teammate. Actual linebacker just seems to people like the idea of picking up a DB or wide receiver. Well, there are two guys who will likely be around the Niners to make their second selection. Darnell Bain from USC and Senator Moss from the U. Let's first start off with Bain. I remember when I first heard about this kid, they were touting him as the next Sean Taylor. Although he didn't quite live up to the hype, he was a large contributor to the USC's championship team. He always seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Similar to the current Steelers and fellow Trojans, Troy Palmaul. The last guy I'm going to mention is Miami Center's mom, Santana's younger brother. He made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl, and like Moss, uh, and like Mike, all they'll do is lack of size, injury problems may be a factor as they work during the career of the year. If Moss can't stay healthy, 
keep you on the next line of short receivers who would get it done. Well, that's about it. I'm going to wrap it up. As Brian mentioned last week, if you have some questions for me, feel free to email Brian or PM me on the site. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for that, Todd. It's really appreciated. I know the 49er fans are loving it. Again, fans, if you want to call in with your questions for Todd or if you want to message him on the forum, you can certainly have your questions answered by Todd over the podcast. So that, of course, brings us to the final piece of news that occurred since the last show, and that was the release of the 49ers' 2006 schedule. Um, The preseason stacks up against Chicago, then at Oakland, at Dallas, and back at home versus San Diego. Uh, Those games range up until September 1st. The first game of the season will be played at Arizona on September 10th. The team then plays St. Louis, Philadelphia, is at Kansas City, then is playing Oakland, San Diego. It has its bye on October 22nd. It's then visiting Chicago, at home against Minnesota, visiting Detroit, at home against Seattle, at St. Louis, at New Orleans, at home against Green Bay, at Seattle, at home against Arizona, and finishing the season away at Denver. It's uh, an interesting schedule that has its strength fairly evenly spread out in terms of it's playing the NFC West, obviously, and uh, playing the Rams and the Hawks twice is going to make things a little bit more uh, difficult because both of the teams have given the 49ers fits over the past couple of years, and Arizona is certainly up and coming. But uh, in terms of playing teams like Philly, that's going to be a tough game. KC is a tough game, but it also plays Oakland early on. San Diego can go either way. It, it really, it really just depends. Um, and of course, playing New Orleans could be a tough game. Green Bay is always a tough game. And uh, Denver will certainly be a tough game. So it's a fairly well-spread-out schedule in terms of the strength of it. And um, it it shapes up. I mean, we've known who the opponents will be for quite some time. So it's not not really surprising that when I say if the 49ers hit eight wins this season, it would be a a really, really good season for them. Um, But a win against Arizona, one against St. Louis would be fantastic. Um, Could pick up another win against Oakland, Chicago. That's four wins there. And, uh, you know, another one against Arizona, maybe, but that'll be a tough win. It's possible the team beats Green Bay, especially depending on the quarterback situation. Certainly the team should be able to squeak out a victory against Detroit, um, who have had their share of struggles. So uh, it, I'm seeing the season shape up as a 6-8 win season, which uh, is probably a, a pretty good benchmark to evaluate the team by based on what the strength of the schedule is right now. Of course, everything changes once the season gets rolling and all the many variables start taking effect, but uh, it should make for an interesting season, and certainly I'm going to encourage all of you fans who are able to attend games and help those sellouts keep going on because I know that blackouts are going to be the worst thing that could possibly happen to this team, so keep faithful keep visiting this team and watching it improve and certainly I think that the more I see of Nolan the more I see of how he coaches the more direction I see that this team has and it's going to be climbing back up to winning seasons hopefully sooner rather than later so that of course concludes this week's podcast show a reminder that if you want to sponsor a show you can contact me at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net If you want to call into the show, you can do so by calling one of the local free numbers, 
from throughout the United States, just click on the podcast section on 49ers Paradise. Or from San Fran, you can dial 415-354-1083. Press 1 when you're prompted, then dial 1747-628-7149 and the number sign to be connected to 49ers Paradise. Thank you again to Jeff and to Todd for their help this week. And uh, sorry that this show's gone a little bit longer. Actually, I bet you guys have enjoyed that this show has gone a little bit longer. And uh, until next week, take care, everybody, and have fun. But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.